What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of ITZ Diamond Talk Show Podcast. Um, full disclosure, yes, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, things are happening at the facility. Um, you know, summer's kicking off right around the corner. We, we're practicing with our high school teams. My season's coming, or came to an end, I should say. Uh, Andrew's picked up about six new baseball teams that he's coaching, including two softballs. So he, we got a lot of stuff going on here at ITC, but it's good. I know, you know, we always like to say how we like to be busy and how we like to be doing things. Well, we're doing them, and we are live, back in action. Uh, episode 14, um, full, again, full apology. We did say that we're going to drop an episode every Wednesday. That didn't pan out that way, um, but we're back, back and better than ever, and today, alongside me, as always, Andrew Massis. Andrew, how the hell are you? Doing well, Jeremy. Thanks for that beautiful intro. That was great. And also, in the studio today, Coach Zach Beck. Coach uh, Zach is a uh, coach here at In The Zone. He coaches various of our teams here. Um, Zach is a native from, I don't know, I think Virginia, right, Zach? No. Are you going to be in the microphone, my man? No. Where are you from? Tell the people where you're from, what you're doing. Uh, how did you come to this place? Uh, I am from Maryville, Louisiana, actually. Uh, I came up to... New Jersey, to New Jersey to play baseball at you know, Centenary University. Uh-huh. And now you're in New Jersey full time, right? Uh, yes, sir. And what do you like? You like the New, you like New Jersey baseball? You like down south baseball? What's better? Um, New Jersey baseball definitely has a different twist on it, but uh, in comparison to Louisiana baseball, I just feel like Louisiana baseball is just a lot more intense, should I say? Right, uh, a lot bigger like competition. They're just uh, built different down there. Well, you are great for this show specifically because we got a lot of fun topics that we're going to be touching about. You're once a high school uh, showcase player. I know I was. Andrew, of course, was. Um, so this topic specifically today, we're going to be touching on with summer season just around the corner. Um, how, if you're a, a showcase player, what you need to look for, what type of schedule that you need to endear. Um, what events you should be attending, how to get seen in those events. So if you are a listener and you have a friend or somebody that you know that plays showcase ball, refer them to this episode, episode 14, Diamond Talk Show podcast. We're going to have a lot of information, a lot of stuff to talk about. So let's say, why don't we just get right into it? I know recruiting has been something that we've talked about over and over again on this show, but it is important for me, especially as a college coach and for the young, youngers, younger ones listening out there. Um, I don't think recruiting gets stressed enough. And that's crazy to say because everywhere you go, all you hear is this recruiting event, that recruiting event, this showcase, that showcase. And even that, that's not enough. Um, you know, we have some kids here, some players that they're, they're at younger ages and they're already getting out to showcase events. Now there's good and bad for that. And I think that's great to pivot into right now. What's a good age to start going to showcase events? Um, I would say, you know, it, it's not necessarily dependent on the age. It also depends on the skill of the player mm-hmm. and the advancement of the player. Um, so, but I, I wouldn't really say below the 14 age mark, you know, right before high school, fine, eighth grade, cool. Uh, if you can swing it and if you can handle it, um, if you're in that category of somebody who's a power pitcher or, you know, who's really going to show it off with the stick, um, you know, you got, you got the size on you and, you know, you can, you can put a ball 300 something feet consistently and BP and do it in the game too. Um, you know, if you have something to show off, then show it off. But, 
you don't want it to hurt you. And I know that's something that we talked about in the past as well, is that there is a good and bad side to showcasing. Um, you know, so I, I would say really the best time to start is when you're ready, yeah. uh, you know, as a player. And it should be pretty obvious to most players. Um, and if it's not, you may want to rethink some things. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's key. But my biggest thing, con- my biggest, I guess, concern when talking about showcase and how early you should do it, if you're that sub-14, and sometimes it happens if you are 14 as well, you still your maturity level is not where it needs to be. You're really not used to playing in front of college coaches. You're not used to playing in that environment under that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said as well, you have to get used to it because just in less than a year, you'll be in showcase events. Right. Um, it kind of comes down to taking every opportunity you can to get yourself ready. Right. You know, we talk about it with the players in terms of just baseball in general. Um, there's always a training moment. There's always a learning right. opportunity. So, you know, best practices are sometimes in the games. Um, take every chance and use it to better yourself in every possible way. Not only as a better baseball player, but a better, I mean, I guess this is part of being a baseball player, but better student of the game right. um, and, and better athlete in general, better competitor, uh, better with sportsmanship, whatever it may be that you have to work on. Work on it at all times, whenever you can. Yeah, and full and full disclosure as well. Um, just because you're going to showcase events, you know, at 14 years old, 15 years old, 16 years old, still doesn't mean that co- college coaches can talk to you. Technically, they can talk to. I believe it's your sophomore summer, so going into your junior year. I, I mean, so. they can talk to you then, but you officially cannot get offered or recruited until that year. Yep. Right. So going to events doesn't mean that you're going to talk to a college coach right away. It just means that you're getting put on a, a coach's radar. Right. Getting, you're putting yourself on display for them to see and hopefully notice something about you. And they can say, oh, wow, he's only this age or he's only in this grade. Um, he's somebody I want to revisit in another year, see how he's progressed. Uh, and, that, and that's really the... That's really the heart of it all. Yeah. Is and and it would be the reason why you would showcase at a younger age, um, or younger grade level, would be to show your progression over time and the fact that you are ready to grow, and that you can grow in yeah. the sport. And that's actually let's you put that in perfect words when you said show show your growth. That's probably key. Um, and what that also shows is that you're a coachable kid and that you know that you have work to put in and that you're willing to put in the work. Um, your numbers when you're 14 shouldn't be the same when you're 15 or when you're 16 and so right. on and so forth. And if you're one that has relatively similar numbers from when you first started showcase ball, it's going to be a little disheartening for a coach to see if you were one, if you were a person that at 14 years old was heavily getting recruited by colleges right? or heavily being put on somebody's radar because of what you could do. And your 14U numbers were, you know, above average at that level. Mm-hmm. And once you got to 16U, you were surpassed by everyone else around you and your numbers were nowhere near where they should have been. Um, right. So that's important too, right? That Showing growth, showing that you are coachable, showing that you know that you have to put in work, showing that you did put in the work. Everything matters. Every little bit that you do is seen on a national scale, and that's what we tell our 14 team. Uh, you know, we tell them, you guys don't play perfect game events to go to college, right? right? Now, Essentially, yeah. mm-hmm. that's not what you're going for. Mm-hmm. You're going to a perfect game event. 
because you have to build a profile. It's like a job resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's take college coaches, for example. Again, this is my avenue that I know. Sort of the process there is first you, you start like a volunteer job. You get experience. You get your feet wet a little bit. Then slowly but sure, you start making your way up into totem pole. And then you start going to another school and a little bit better school, a little bit better. Just like any player, right? They start working. Any like Juco player, for example, they go to Juco, they develop, they get better, they get better, and slowly but surely they start getting to the school of their dreams. Same thing with our 14U guys and, and guys who are showcasing young. You want to create your profile, create your resume of things that you can do and make sure that the things that you cannot do, you're working on to get better eventually for people to see. Um, if you're an older dude and you're ready showcasing and you feel like it's too late, there's yes and no to that. Um, there have been times where people have blossomed very late. Mm-hmm. People have blossomed in college. People yep. have blossomed in, you know, their senior year of high school, and they've committed to a school by their summer. It's a very rare case, but it does, yes, indeed, happen. Um, if you're one to showcase at an event and you're older, my biggest piece of advice I can possibly give you is be a leader. Go on right. that field and take charge of everything. Take charge of the stretches. Show your maturity. Right. Take take charge of stretches. Take charge of throws. Just be the dude to interact with everybody. Um, just set yourself apart, not just with your playing skills, but with your personality and how you can help a program win. If a college coach sees that in you, and it, it's something that you're not just doing because you want to get recruited, but it's something that you're doing as you know as religious practice and when you play, people are going to see that. People are going to notice that. People are going to that's people are going to know that that sets you aside from everyone else because you do have that ability to one day be a leader, even though you are young. It doesn't matter when you get to college; you can be a freshman and still be a team captain. I've seen it happen. You can still be a sophomore and be one of the leaders. It doesn't have to be a senior. It doesn't have to be a junior. Mm-hmm. Again, very rare case, but I've seen it happen. It's just those type of dudes that just have that respect that hey, this guy's going to listen to him when I need something done, or he's going to go to such and such dorm and get him up when it's we have to go to 6 a.m. lifts, or he's going to get everyone to the field and get extra work in. There, this is the person that I want running my – help me running my program. Right, and for the younger guys, you can show that too. Typically, though, that comes through the way you play the game. Yeah. It comes through your – not necessarily your talent level, but how you perform and how you show and manage your emotions and – your attitudes and reactions towards the way you're performing or not performing or the way your teammates are performing or not performing. So we use the classic example of a pitcher all the time freaking out on the mound if his shortstop boots a ball, an easy ground ball, or his outfielder drops an easy fly ball, right? So those little things go a very long way. And I believe we have talked about this in the past, but it's worth reiterating because it's very, very important, and it will set you apart. Whether you think it in the moment or not, it will set you apart in the end. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and it might be the difference between playing college or not playing college yeah. ball. Anything to add on there? Yeah, so that's pretty much the synopsis of that and what to do now. When you're on the field specifically, again, just be that person to set your side from everyone else. Be a reason, even if it's going and, and shaking the coach's hand, say, hey, coach, I'm so-and-so, I'm this year graduate, I go attend this high school, just 
thanks for coming out or whatever. Right. Often, and I'm sure you're referring to the coaches who are oftentimes in the dugouts helping to coach the games. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interact with them. Make yourself known. Don't just sit on the side and be shy sure. and quiet and whatever. You know, and it's okay if that's who you are as a player. Um, you know, other things will set you apart. But try to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. You know, they're there so that they can help you and that they can get a better look at you guys. Mm -hmm. So make it worth your while just the same that you want to make it worth their while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. And, you know, they're, they're coaching at a level that you eventually want to be at. Mm -hmm. So ask them, hey, coach, what do I have to do to be this or what do I have to do to be that? And they'll tell you. They, they have no problem telling you. Their, their main goal as a coach is to help kids develop, and that's just truly a fact. Now, I get this question a lot, especially here at the facility of, you know, certain showcases to attend in this showcase in Virginia and this one at Duke and this one at, you know, Georgia Tech. What do I go to? Is it a good one? How's the rep? How's the rep? Do they have a good rep? Let's throw that out the window for a second. Okay, Let, let's throw that out the window. First thing that we have to look at is financials. And a lot of these showcases are pretty much give me money and I'll give you this. Right. But is that really helping your child? Is that really helping you as a player? By just, so to speak, I don't want to say throwing money away to mm -hmm. quote-unquote try to get recruited, but there's definitely some events that you do want to look for. So first steps, noticing what type of event it is, right? Mm -hmm. Noti noticing how an event can help you mm -hmm. as a player. Because some of these events that, you know, cost upwards of a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars mm -hmm. yeah that's great they're they're you know i'm giving paying all this money lot, yeah. I'm, they're giving me a lot there's gonna there's a ton of d1 coaches there but you gotta look yourself in the mirror i'm not really a d1 player mm -hmm. so if i'm not a d1 player why would i go to a d1 showcase because mm -hmm. at the end of the day that's not pretty much playing to my career path if you know what type of player you are and if you've done your research and you've seen how you compare to other players you know that, well, really, it doesn't mean Jack to go to this showcase with 10 ACC coaches, 13 SEC coaches, and, mm -hmm. you know, 40 power five. Like, that doesn't make sense because that's not where you're going to go play. Right. And that's not to tell you not to be hopeful and think highly of yourself. You know, it's, it's at the end of the day, you, you know, you have to be realistic. And when you're, when you're evaluating, self-evaluating is one of the hardest things to do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you could look at anybody and say, oh, well, you're good, you suck, you know. That's all fine, I guess, but you know, you have to evaluate yourself and be honest with yourself. Um, baseball is a game where if you lie to yourself, you're hurting not just you, but you're hurting your team as well. Yeah. Um, and in this case, you're you're hurting your future shot at continuing to play baseball. Yeah. So we just don't want you to waste your time and money. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah, that is that is a hundred percent. You know, it's it's time wasted and it's money wasted if you're going to events that don't cater to you. Now, there are a ton of cases in the united states where you can find a school for you that will be at an event there's thousands of colleges you know first things first if you're a sophomore or junior in high school and you don't have a school and you're thinking that maybe i want to go d3 or d2 do some research on the school first see mm -hmm. what major you want to major in um see what the type of school size see the type of city life around the school see the ratio from boarded girls if that's what you're looking for or whatever the case is if they have your religion if that's what you like as well do all the research research um on the school check the box boxes that you want to check and then start reaching out to the coaches 
-hmm. Find out what events they will be at so that you can be under their eyes. In a lot of cases, they'll shoot you back and answer, hey, just we'll be at such and such event on such and such day. We'd love for you to come out. We'd love to see you at this local event. Here's a link to sign up or whatever. Also, by doing that, college coaches know that you take the initiative to playing at the next level and that you're a go-getter. By doing that, you'll have a lot of opportunities to be in playing in front of a lot of college coaches that have schools that you want to go to and you know that you can go to academically right. and um, a- academically and athletically. Right, and and it doesn't matter if you feel like you know, you're only doing this because somebody told you to, whether it's your mom or dad or us or whoever it is, like told you to go out and do this research and then told you to go directly contact yeah. the college coaches. Yeah. Don't think that they take that with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, you still have to actually go put that work in and do it, and they see that. Yeah. So they, the worst thing you can do is surprise a college coach. Don't but, surprise a college coach. They don't want to see that. Bro, when you were in high school, like what type of events were you attending? Like, I know, so, like, so PBR for me was, like, kind of, like, up and coming when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of events at PBR like how there is now, but there right. definitely was some. Um, there was definitely a lot of perfect game events, but those really didn't have a lot of college coaches. Obviously, everything that Domination did. Right. Yeah, was, I was I was doing a lot of Domination yeah. tournaments with my team. Um, I did a few. I think I did. I ended up going down to Georgia to play in the perfect game, the perfect game yeah, tournament. So yeah. I also um, got yet one year, one fall. It was really cool. I got to play in uh, Jupiter. In Jupiter, Florida? Yeah. Yeah. Zach, what about you? Um, so we did a lot of, like, big big tournaments in Texas because, you know, Texas is a really big state. But I also did a – I got an invitation. I forget what kind of program it was, but we went on a cruise ship and we played down in, like, the Keys, like, right off of Florida. Yeah, you were telling me about that. And uh, I got to see, like, a lot of a lot of different types of baseball – and then we also went back up into uh, Florida and played in Orlando. Nice. Those were all showcase events? Or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was, like, a lot of college coaches down in Florida. Got you. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really, you know, I'm, it's it's kind of funny. We have a little bit different age range here, right? Like, I'm the oldest one, only at 26. Jeremy, you're, what, 22, right? 23, yeah. 23, Zach, 20. Yep. So, you know, it is... It's, it's funny to see the differences even in those short periods of time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from when I was in high school, and I know that's really not long that long ago, but the fact that I see a change already in that short period of time in the way things are and how they're run and who's really essentially who's who in the name of showcases and everything like that, um, it's, it's really crazy, and it just goes to show you how quickly – things change in college sports and in sports in general well bro i think we have like i think the biggest change for us between us three sitting here in this room is covid mm-hmm. yeah that is you know that's true a lot of time like covid put a wrench into a lot but it also was like it opened up a new avenue of recruiting right especially with social media and things like twitter and even tiktok and instagram it opened up that avenue really into a loophole that i don't think anybody would ever jump into and it also opened up a lot of recruiting services like pbr has a recruiting site um field levels something that we use a ton there's ncsa and whatever you name it a a lot of things are out there but when looking towards social media Mm -hmm. like in a time of covid there really wasn't anything going on but social media and you would see kids swinging in their backyards into nets, and right. and yep. you know they would build their own baseball cage and build their own mound, mm-hmm. and they had nothing to do all day but 
train and get better right. in their backyards. And that's really when I feel like Twitter and Instagram took off in the baseball community when it came to recruiting. Now what I do as a coach who recruits on a daily basis, we get a kid's name. First thing we do, we look him up on field level. And then we see if he has some video. We look up his social media accounts, see what's on his social media accounts. Mm-hmm. You know, we go right to Twitter because a lot of times kids will post on Twitter, you know, where their stats are at. Um, and there's other avenues as well. But I think COVID has really opened up this avenue of remote recruiting and giving players another chance to get to where they want to be. Right. Um, so now you can essentially, quote unquote, attend those events on the other side of the country. Well, yeah, that, that, that's like that. definitely, that's one. I mean, that's one aspect to it. Right. But, you know, there's some, there's some, uh, what's the word? There's some profiles where you can talk to a college coach mm-hmm. 50 miles away, mm-hmm. you know, through a text message. Right. And yep. a coach that wouldn't have been on your radar four or five years ago because he's in the West Coast and that's all he recruits, can now uh, recruit in the East Coast just by a Zoom call or just by tuning into a live stream that Perfect Game has or tuning into something that Domination has Mm -hmm. because that's now an avenue of recruiting. Right. Hey, let me just, at such and such time, let me just jump onto this Domination event. Right. It's almost been more validated, essentially. Right. Because it's not that it wasn't there in the past. mm -hmm. It's just it's become more validated and more... Um, obvious to people. Yeah. I would say I think obvious is the word to use mm-hmm. because that's what it feels like to me when I think about all of the Zoom calls and everything that I've been a part of, and just the way that it's all being used. Like you said, now you know it just it becomes more obvious. You're like, well, duh, it's been here this whole time. We've had the opportunity to do it. We just haven't been using it like Correct. that. So. Correct. And in a time like COVID, we had really no choice. And it just, like you said, opened up another avenue. Mm-hmm. Now we see player profiles. Now we see recruiting videos. Now we see highlight tapes. Um, everyone looks good in a highlight tape, don't they? <laughs> Always. Yeah. But no, like you said, I like what you said, validation. It gives a coach another avenue to double check on a guy and right. do that cross-examination that they need to do before they want to bring him on campus for a visit or a tour of the school. Um, so definitely COVID something to look for when doing so. Another thing I want to touch on now that we're on the topic, if you're at an event, at an, an event that said they were going to be college coaches, but you don't physically see college coaches, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're not there in some source. Right. They may be there on video or live stream. They may be checking in with someone else there because I know that happens a ton. You know, mm-hmm. they know somebody or they know right. another team that's there and they know the coaches or yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. There's a lot of, for example, let's look at like travel organization like us, right? We want to have a really good connection with probably every college coach that we come in contact with. Right. Because we want to eventually get our kids to go to a school like that. Mm-hmm. So if we're at a certain event and I get a text from one of the coaches at Fairleigh Dickinson University, knowing he's knowing that I'm with my 15U team there and he's checking in on the kitty because he knows I'm there and the kid's there, I'm going to give him the information. Obviously, in some cases, I'm a college coach, so maybe not. But in a lot of cases, like Andrew, for example... 10 times out of 10, he'll definitely, yeah, definitely, of course, you know, give him the info on the other kid. I mean, hey, that's why I'm at the events to try to help you guys get recruited. So, right. right. So, there's a lot of, I, I, I've seen in many cases kids get discouraged because they show up to a field and nobody's there. And right. a day like we have today in this upcoming year, I think, first of all, I think the summer is going to be nuts. I think this summer is going to be very exciting. Yeah. I think for all, like, if you think about it, aside from, like COVID obviously was a little tweaked. 
last year did still didn't feel like normal, but like we're going to now a very normal summer where there's many a lot of events that mm-hmm. were brought up because of COVID and there is a lot of just people coming back into the game and being able to go to tournaments out of state and go to right. you know events that's a plane wide array because it's not a hassle anymore. You can stay at a hotel, mm-hmm. you can take a plane ride because you know people are just less worried about COVID now. But I think this summer coming up is going to be an absolute disaster. I don't want to say. I mean, that's probably <laughs> a, a bad, beautiful, a beautiful mess. It's going so to be a beautiful speak. mess because you're going to see Instagram and Twitter just filled with you know stats. Yeah, probably. you're going to see thousands and thousands of people at a domination event, at a perfect game event, at you know, you know the the future stars event that we just entered in. Yep. There's going to be showcase ball everywhere, and there's going to be a ton of people there. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like you're going to get lost, though. Right. Try not to try not to feel that way. I know it could be frustrating. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do kind of remember when I was in high school, I tried to make myself not fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I focused on the fact that I was still playing baseball. And at the end of the day, this was another tournament that we were playing at. Right. Um, so not to focus on the fact like there's so many people here because that's how I remember it being, um, you know, going out to, uh, baseball heaven and everything like that out there, just coaches all over the place two college coaches in the dugout with you, um, playing in those events and stuff like that. Coaches walking around all the time. Uh, that's, that's what I remember it like. Um, I haven't completely seen it that way since, um, I mean, you know, I'm only just now getting back into the recruiting events and stuff. But remember to take that time to not feel over, like, stimulated, essentially. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's actually a good point. Real quick before we jump off, I want to touch on the importance of two types of recruiting events. Mm-hmm. One being a showcase event where you're just showcasing your skills. Mm-hmm. And another one being a... Um, showcase tournament showcase tournament where you're actually getting to play games Mm -hmm. tell me walk me through the you know kind of the yes and no's of both walk you through the yes and no's yeah like how both can be benefiting Hmm. okay well i mean there's obviously a it the yes is also the no of the of the two right It's, it's the opposites so the good thing about a tournament showcase is the fact that you can show and prove to these college coaches like hey i can actually play the game Mm -hmm. right anybody could hit a home run in bp right so it's it's you want to almost kind of take them in stride and in order so to speak so if you're somebody on the younger side it wouldn't necessarily hurt to go to a straight up showcase event um where you can put on your best numbers and you can you know, just really rip one down in a mm-hmm. in your in your bullpens, or just crank some balls in BP and just show off what you have raw talent wise. Um, um, so yeah, you know, with that raw talent, then you want to follow that up with a with a a showcase tournament with a coach that you know might be there who saw you at the showcase event. And now they're at the game, so they can actually see you prove yourself in-game. So it's not just a, hey, I'm a strictly showcase guy. I only have this raw ability. Now I can actually put it to use in real baseball scenarios right. and situations. Right. So that's that's kind of how you want to take that in stride. That would be the best course of action. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, I mean, the yeah. tournaments themselves, that's where you showcase that stuff that we were talking about before, like the team atmosphere, um, a leader on the team. You're not getting overly excited about things. You're not getting down on yourself. You're not beating up your teammates. You're picking everybody up. Uh, so the tournament style play is really for that aspect and proving that you can do it in game it's it's supposed to be a fun atmosphere honestly because at the end of the day you're meeting new people there you're playing baseball with all of these guys who are trying to play at their best as well and that should bring the best out of you too and let it bring the best out of you don't there's no reason to be nervous or anything like that. Like you're there most likely for a reason, right? You're there because you believe that you can take that next step and play at the next level. So go for it and, and, and play, play at that next level, you know? Yeah. Just, to, just add on to that. Uh, what I was always told is just, you know, keep it simple. Like don't, don't change what you know that you can do based on the other people around you. Because, like Andrew was saying, you're, you're special for some reason. You're there for a reason. Just just keep it simple. Yeah, I think it's a good eye-opener, too, for a lot of kids. I think they can do a certain thing. And when they go to a showcase and see the type of players that are next to the left and right of them, some of the players you're going to be better than and some of the players you're just not. And, and that's just a fact of the matter of showcase ball. That's mm-hmm. things that we see on a daily basis. So, you know, th- the three main important things to take out of showcase is it's an eye-opener. You definitely see the talent that's around you, even in your same region, in your same state of kids that you probably even never heard of before. But they're there, and when they go to the showcase that you're going to in eastern Philadelphia, and you see, wow, this is the kid that I have to compete with for this type of spot. Obviously, I'm not this type of player, or I have a lot of work to do before I can get to that. Mm-hmm. Or you may say to yourself, well, dude, these kids suck, and I can do what they do. Um that's number one. Number two, make sure that you're going to the right events, that you're going to events that are catered for your type of play and your type of style, and that you're going to events that have your type of college coaches that you want to – the coaches that you want to play in front of. Um, third, just making sure you're doing everything that you possibly can to just get seen, to get noticed, and, and just be that dude out on the field that is personable, that is helpful, that is you know teachable, and that's a coachable. That's things that college coaches look for, and that sets you aside, and you kind of just check that first box for them. Um, so just always be that type of dude, work hard and get after it folks. That is pretty much all we have for this episode. As always, any questions that you have, please feel free to email the show at diamond talk show at gmail.com again, diamond talk show at gmail.com. And we can answer any questions you might have. You want to play showcase baseball this summer? Give us a, give us an email too. looking for some spots available. Some things, you know, brewing. We got a very, very heavy, uh, showcase schedule this summer so if that's something that you're interested in give, give us a shout and we'll always be uh always be there for you boys great episode stay tuned for the next one <laughs>